Welcome to Tea Not Coffee, a podcast for the mature Christian woman with a focus on constant growth and fruitfulness in your natural and spiritual life. I'm your host, Brittany Smalls, and we've been diving into your nature for about the past two weeks now. And the goal for this conversation has been to make sure that we are partakers of God's divine nature, which means taking on more of his characteristics, his attributes. Now, the last episode we talked about, how do we get to a place to know that we are actually partakers of his divine nature? And we start with introspection. And as we discussed, introspection helps us to move past the hurdles of purpose. There are things that come along in this hot water called life, and it literally stops us from pursuing purpose or it hinders us or it slows us down or it just becomes a roadblock, a stumbling block, right? And we have to figure out how we're going to get over it, get around it, move it out of the way. And when we actually do the work of introspection and as we're dealing with our nature, that is, we are able to see how we can move past those hurdles and actually stay on route in pursuit of purpose. Introspection also helps us to see areas for improvement in our lives. Obviously, if you have noticed that, hmm, maybe I am short-tempered, hmm, maybe I don't quite, you know, reach out and apologize as I should, I often just kind of leave things lingering or hanging or just letting it be forgotten when clearly I was wrong. And it's hard to say that, especially when you truly believe what you've just adamantly, you know, had this conversation about or what you were talking about. And then you finally do the introspective work and realize I was wrong. And it can be hard to admit that, but in all honesty, admitting it and saying, I'm sorry, or I apologize. My perspective was off. My my understanding was, was not where it should have been. Whatever the case is, introspection helps us to see areas for improvement in our lives. And today, I want us to consider that introspection also helps us to see how we view God. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. I believe that when you're being you, you're being anointed. Now, here's the illumination to that. You must know who you are according to who the creator says you are. That's when you're being anointed. I believe that when you're being you, you're being anointed. But if you don't know who the creator says you are, then you're likely not operating in totality according to who he says you are with the anointing. So why does this matter? Remember, the why, I I don't shy away from that question. Why? Why gives purpose its push? So what we want is to be confident partakers of God's divine nature. We understand what we want. Why do we want that? Well, an easy thing would say, well, who doesn't want to be whatever God is? Who doesn't want to be like God? Who doesn't want to have whatever God has for us, right? That seems to be the easy response. But in reality, if you don't know the nature of God, then you don't really know what you want. You, you don't really know 
that you need to have whatever is a part of his nature. You just want the good stuff of God. Now, Paul writes in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, that the practices of the flesh are clear. They're obvious. Our flesh, it's, we could sit down at a table over a potluck and everyone could discuss, you know, the actions of our flesh. We know how to identify what they are. Now that list goes from verse 19 to verse 21. And it comprised of about 15 names. So I counted 15 named actions. And then he says, and the like, which means, and anything else in association with. So according to that list, it's immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, um, divisions, and heresies. Now, here's the thing. That list sounds like, well, if we're all mature, you know, Christian women, Brittany, nobody's doing that stuff. But then I started thinking about it. You may not be doing the things according to those words, but you may be doing and the like. (laughs) I find it so interesting that Paul would say, and the like. And if you think about it, immorality, you know, we see a lot of it. We hear a lot of it, but it's just looseness. You know, back in the day, uh, growing up, the the older women or your moms or your parents or grandparents would be like, you know, you don't need to be loose. (laughs) That, that, That was all you needed to hear for there to be an understanding of what they meant, being loose, being fast, you know, being out there. And then impurity deals with filthiness, you know? We see a lot of it. We we often just expect it because we live in a sinful world. But when we become it, that's when that takes a whole nother turn because we're operating in the nature of, our flesh, which is to do whatever the flesh feels like doing, you know, filthy communication, even it's not necessarily your action as far as what you did, but sometimes it's what you said. And then even indecencies, vulgarity, you said, what you let, what, what kind of joke were you telling? What kind of jokes are you laughing at? See, we don't consider all the time the things that fall under those those categories of the practices of the flesh and the like, right? Idolatry. And this one was really interesting because I believe we easily, especially as saints of God, especially as women who have walked and continue to walk for some time with God, um, idolatry is something that we can easily just say, oh, well, nobody's doing that. You know, that's that's for those who are that are clearly not his. Right. But in all reality, I hate to say it like this, but I know far too many women who claim Christianity who are fans of secular artists and they glorify their songs and they glorify the way they wear their hair, the way they dress, the way they apply makeup even. There are too many Christian women claiming salvation who still attend concerts and sing songs by those who clearly do not 
serve our God. And I mean, and it's not just in one particular group of people either. It's in several genres of music. Too many Christian women. And that you know what that is? Glorification falls under idolatry. When you glorify their lyrics, when you glorify their, their as my son just taught me, their fit, meaning their outfit, you know, how they're dressing. I'm like, fit? Just in your clothes. Anyway, um, but when you glorify and you become conscious to make sure that, you know, you curled your hair just the way, so when it blows, it blows like hers, or that you cut your hair just the way so it looks just like hers when it falls, right? That's glorification, right? Whether you believe it or not. Um, sorcery, witchcraft. Um, I'm big on this one because, of course, a lot of people believe it just falls in the um, category of you have a big cauldron somewhere and somebody's throwing some rocks and all kind. No, witchcraft, It there's so many layers to it. So be mindful of what you say. Be mindful of what you do. Be mindful of what you entertain. Also, enmity, bad blood. There are too many of us who are like, oh, I can't stand her. Oh, it's on sight, right? If it's always on sight or if you are with friends, let me put it like this, because I, I, I do struggle to believe it's just I cannot I cannot, I pray. Let me just put it like that. I pray that no one listening to my podcast and is a mature Christian woman, or maybe you're new to this walk and you've been introduced to this podcast. I pray you aren't the person <laughs> where it's just always, it's on site when I see you, right? But I do know that there are those of us who have companionships, friends, and, and close relatives where you hang out and they're like, oh, it's on site. And it's always on site, sis. You're always, you got black, bad blood with everybody. That's a problem, right? Not only that, we go down to strife and strife is just friction, conflict. Oh, they can't stand me because, oh, they just hating on me. If everyone's always hating on you, if there's always conflict and never resolution with you, and it's always someone else's fight, strife is calling your name. Don't answer it anymore because you're a person who, who literally welcomes that. It's always surrounding you. Nobody likes you. Everybody's got a problem with you. Everyone has an issue with you. It's always them against you. That's a problem. Jealousy, ill will, covetousness. That's a self-explanatory one. Then we go into anger. The Bible says, you know, and of course, <laughs> raising teenagers and preteens in my household, it becomes, you know, the Bible says be angry, but sin not. And, and that's one that we're all too familiar with around here. But when you just become so enraged until nothing can control you, nothing can calm you down, nothing can bring you back, that's the flesh at full work in your life. Be careful, sis. Don't let that get the best of you. Selfishness. Being so concerned about yourself. And, and we will find a way to make selfishness right. Because, you know, I got to love me first. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Let me let me clarify. This whole self-love thing, I've seen so many social media conflicts surrounding whether it's biblical or not. And here's my stance on it. The Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself, right? And I wholeheartedly believe that in order to love your neighbor as yourself, you must have some degree of love for yourself. You must know how to take care of and treat yourself in order to take care of and treat your neighbor right, okay? But when it becomes more about, I'm gonna do me, I'm gonna take care of me, I, you know what, I'm so sick of people, it's my time to shine. When that becomes your conversation, when that becomes your attitude, when that becomes the words out of your mouth, that becomes selfishness, right? When you have so much that you could give, but you don't feel that the person who needs it is worthy of it, that they haven't earned it, that I had to get up and go to work for this. I had to, you know, work 27 years for this. I had to, you know, they can do what I did. If I did it and I was a single mom, if I did it and I had four kids, if I did it and, you know, my husband was disabled or if I did it and X, Y, Z, all the reasons why it worked for you and all the reasons why you're not freely willing to give becomes selfishness and be careful that you aren't finding yourself. Well, if I can do it, you can do it too. Because guess what? That might work depending on what you're talking about as far as faith. Because that's a tough thing, you know, when you're in certain situations. But when you're being selfish and you're just saying that to tell somebody, I'm not giving you nothing. If I can make it, you can make it. Go work, <laughs> you know, go, go figure it out. That's not... That's not honoring. That's not honoring God's character. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But then you've got divisions, which is dissensions. And the last one he mentions there is, I think King James calls it heresies. But the Amplified Classic Edition, which wowed me with this one, was the party spirit. Party spirit. Misbeliefs. Being led away to believe Something that you originally did not believe, but you're you're now being um, basically it's like you're being captivated by the way they're compellingly stating their their case or making you believe you're being led away. And the first thing that came to my mind was January 6th, looking at all of those people who were so adamant and in support of a particular person of a particular party and that person's beliefs that they were led to do something that in my lifetime I've never seen done before that's heresies party spirit that's a work of the flesh you allowed your flesh to latch a hold of someone else's words and you coveted those words and you longed after seeing that this particular thing happened and you got so enraged that you were upset about whatever the outcome was and it caused you to go be foolish. That's a work of the flesh in a nutshell. January 6th. Think about it. 
So with all of those things being said, all of those things, according to scripture, are works of the flesh and the like. Let's not forget that because that means there's more. This is just what I said here, but there are more things, right? So if we're not careful to examine ourselves with the word of God, we may find ourselves living haphazardly and operating in accordance to the practices of the flesh, all while claiming that's just who I am. When we should be resembling attributes of our heavenly father and knowing some of God's attributes, because there are many, or, you know, of course, his characteristics, it helps us to put in perspective how we view God. And though treated like one, let me just make it very clear. God isn't a commodity. God is not out here just so you can pick him up. You know, I put this in the offering plate, so now you got to work for me. No, God is not a commodity. God is gracious and righteous and merciful. Psalm 150, I'm sorry, Psalm 116 and 5. Gracious is the Lord, rigidly righteous. Yes, our God is merciful. God is just and faithful. Deuteronomy 32 and 4. He is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are law and justice. A God of faithfulness without breach or deviation. Just and right is he. So if God is gracious and righteous and merciful, then we should be gracious and righteous and merciful. What does that look like for us? Graciousness means I can give to you outside of what I think you deserve. Mercy meaning, you know what? I'm giving to you even though I'm giving you what I don't think you deserve. Righteousness, genuineness. He's genuine. If God is just, meaning exact, also related to righteousness and faithful, then we should be just, meaning exact. Let your yea be yea, your nay be nay. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Follow through. Be a, be a person of integrity and faithful. I'm not a fair weather sister in Christ. So when things start, when you come to me with a hard prayer request, I'm not going to be like, ooh. Girl, just you, you might want to take that to elder. You might want to take that to bishop. You might want to take the pastor. You know, I'm not just going to want to glory with you in the good things. But Romans says, rejoice with them that rejoice, weep with them that weep. I'm not a fair weather sister in Christ, and neither should you be. Be faithful to who he is. Be faithful to who he's called you to be. And be faithful to the work that he's called you to do. And God is holy. Revelations 4 and 8. And the four living creatures individually having six wings were full of eyes all over and within and day and night. They never stopped saying, holy, 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 hallelujah, is the Lord God almighty who was and who is and who is to come. God is omnipotent. He is holy. He's all-powerful. And God is love. First John 4 and 8. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him. 
for God is love. I enjoy reading the Amplified Classic version because it just kind of gives you a little bit more just umph to the text. So again, if God is holy, the word declares, be ye holy for I am holy. God is love. So in order for us to have the same attribute of love, we should be able to display love. And of course, God is so much more. If ever there was a reason to lay aside our ways and to develop his ways, it's because performing the practices of our flesh. When we do that, we can't inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians 5 and 21, the latter part of that. We cannot inherit the kingdom of God operating in our flesh. Be careful. We cannot know our calling, know who we are, and still act like we don't. To do so means you've forgotten the face of your father. And in order to never forget his face, you must embrace his presence. Be willing to get in his face. So that the things about you that are not like him, he can set straight. The reason for my purpose is to produce good fruit. I can't produce good fruit if I'm selfish. I can't produce good fruit if I'm nasty and vulgar. I can't produce good fruit if I stay with conflict and drama. And for those of you who know me, I'm, I'm very drama free. I don't like drama. Don't come around me. <laughs> with your drama okay in order to produce good fruit Brittany has to let the Holy Spirit God inside of me take root and nourish so that his nature produces without the Holy Spirit has to be within nourishing so that his nature can manifest without his nature produces love joy peace Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, known as the fruit of the Spirit. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and appetites and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become vainglorious and self-conceited, competitive and challenging and provoking and irritating to one another, envying and being jealous of one another. I don't know who let the devil in on that one, but that's been happening. And ladies, there is no competition in the kingdom. There is none. I am happy to see you win. I am happy to see you prospering. I am thankful that God is being glorified because if he did it for you, praise God, as it as it says in Hebrews thirteen and eight, same God yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Guess what? He did it for you. He's the same for me. He's a provider for me. He's a way maker for me. He's a restorer for me. There is no competition here. And if for some reason the Bible says, if for some reason we find ourselves Falling to this, falling to competition, falling to self-conceitedness, giving ourselves over to provoking and irritating one another. Oh, I can't stand her. I, don't sit by me. Don't talk to me. Let me hurry up and leave church before she come over here. If you find yourself falling to that, then guess what the Bible says? For those of us who are spiritual, 
We're to be in place to restore and to reinstate you without any sense of superiority and with all gentleness, keeping an attentive eye on ourselves so that we aren't tempted as well. Ladies, we have come too far to turn back. And I don't want any of you listening to think that you have just, you know, you just have to give in to the feeling, to the mindset of the flesh. It is not who you are. It's who you used to be. And if the devil had his way, it's who he'd want you to be today. But we thank God for giving us his likeness, his image, his word, his truth, and his love. So I pray that what's been said today, it blesses you. Please share this podcast with a sister in Christ. If you believe it will be a blessing to their life. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the podcast to get notifications of new episodes and join me next week for another cup of tea, not coffee, where the conversation is harvested from the word and steeped in prayer.